0: And now on Distinct Nostalgia, the late Ruth Maddock, with extracts from an interview recorded but never used from
1: a short time ago. Ashley's been digging through the archives. So, during the pandemic, I caught up with a variety of stars for distinct nostalgia, stars keen to keep themselves busy during the lockdown. One of them was Ruth Maddock. Sadly, the interview technology failed on us halfway through, and we weren't able to use the full interview. A small bit survives that's never been heard before, so we thought we'd play it out as a sort of tribute to Ruth, who sadly passed away earlier this month after a fall. During the interview, she talked about her career, but especially her time Heidi High, going right back to the very beginning and how she got the part.
2: Well, I had known uh, Jimmy Perry for many, many years. He had Watford rep, and I used to do Principal Boy for him in his pantomimes. And if he had a musical, he would call on me. So that was very nice. And I only lived about seven or eight miles away from Watford at the time, so that was very good. I then I heard about Heidi High because he always used to say to me, oh, one day I'll I'll write you a part, Ruth. Well, of course, that would be dad's army or ain't half hot. But he never did. And one day he phoned me and he said, Ruth, he said, uh, would you go up and see David Croft, whom I also knew through David, uh, through um, uh, uh, Jimmy Perry. I knew David Croft as well. I said, yes, of course I will. Well, I was down in Cardiff doing yet again another production of Underbilt Wood. So up I trotted up to London. I tried to make myself look a bit younger to tell you the truth. So I had all my hair cut into that Gladys Pugh style. And um, I wore sort of um, trendy cowboy boots. I'll never forget it. And pink trousers. So up I go to London to meet David and Jimmy. And uh, I knew it was a Welsh character that they wanted. And they'd also had, in Ain't Half Hot, uh, Windsor Davis And the character had taken off very well. So I thought, right, well, I'll do it quite broad. So I went in and I went, oh, hello, how are you? And all this going on. Um, and David Croft looked at me and said, do you always speak like that, Ruth? I said, well, no, actually, I don't. But I heard that you wanted a Welsh accent. So I've done you a Welsh accent. It's a broader Welsh accent than I would have normally. So he said, all right, fine. Um, That was that. And he was very nice to me and blah, blah, blah. He told me what the character was. um, And I knew that I wouldn't be able to deviate from what they wanted so I thought, right, okay, fine, yeah. Off I went, back to Cardiff to do um, an evening performance of Under Milt Wood. About a day later, Jimmy phoned me and said, you've got the part, Ruth. Uh, I said, oh, fabulous. I mean, this was quite special, because I knew that Jimmy and David already had two major um, uh, 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 successes, you see, with Dad's Army and Ain't Our Fought. This was going to be their hat trick. So, of course, I welcomed it with all arms, as you can imagine. Uh, and then uh, I uh, I went up to see Jimmy. And he was so thrilled that David said, yes, she can have it. And all they said was, she's a vamp from the valleys. And, of course, I added, like, two tonnes of nutty slack coming down the mountainside. But uh, I don't know if that went down very well with them um but anyway i got the part and it didn't materialize and this is the interesting thing the first series did not materialize for a year we did the pilot that was in the summer i did the pilot in the this is 1979 now um i did the pilot in the september and it didn't materialize Mm for another year that we did the actual series. That's how long they kept it um, on hold. It's interesting, isn't it? You know how much they have to do that.
1: So a really successful series, everyone remembers it of a certain age, don't they? What, what, what do you think um, then was it the secret of its uh, success? What was its magic?
2: When you see Heidi High, the neon... Um, thing of Heidi High on your screen it's colourful and that's and and then when you go into it it was all very colourful and uh, it reminded you very much of you know Metro Gold Goldwyn Mayer it it, it was colourful and that's what I think the children liked of it and the, I think the characters were drawn very, very well. They were not hard to understand, those characters. And when I see my grandchildren looking at it now, I think, yes, what? And I say to them, what do you like about it? Oh, well, it's, it's funny, you see. and it's, it's a bit like a cartoon, Gran. I said, that's right, it is. That's right. And those, the amalgamation of all that, Made it very acceptable for the 1950s, the end of the 50s. It moved one year into 1960. And that was very important because by the time we went from ni- the 1950s to the 60s, things were getting better. Money was a bit better. It, it, that's why I like it. I mean, I know it like backwards, obviously. But I like it because it has so much more than just what you see Of the colour, you know, and the laughter. And I do have to say, they wrote some of their best work, I think, Jimmy and David. I think that's some of their best work. And I'll tell you why. I think it's because they had women in it. And they had never really written for women properly. Now, it
1: was filmed in Essex, wasn't it?
2: Yes. Yes, it was down at Dover Court. Um, and uh, that's the seaside part of Harwich. It's still there today, except the camp isn't there. And this camp, goodness knows when it was built, I think it was built in about 1932, between the First and Second World War. It was dreadful. Um, in fact, it was so awful that the BBC, to actually film, used to ha- put, tart it up put sort of, you know, papier-mâché things of, you know, Mickey Mouse and things like that there, you know. It was awful. And the chalets weren't very good, believe you me. They were dreadful.
1: (laughs) So what was the um, location filming schedule like for Heidi High? It sounds like it might have been quite chaotic.
2: Well, we always did it in September. Because that was when uh, summer season finished, the end of September, beginning of October. Now you could have six weeks filming. So what you did was block filming for the six episodes or the eight episodes. So sometimes we did six, sometimes we did eight. Uh, And we would have to go down there and do block filming. So you ran through the whole of the episodes. You see the parts that had to be filmed. So that was quite interesting because you were skipping about very often. So you had to know the scripts pretty well uh, uh, to skip about. Because one minute you could be down on the seashore, say, which would be in episode six. And then the next day you could be in the Hawaiian ballroom and that would be in episode one. You know, so you had to know the scripts pretty well.
1: Now you're doing it for quite a long time. You covered quite a long period, uh, which. If I remember rightly, from something I've read you are talking about uh, in the past, it was was sort of a memorable event around the time of the hurricane in uh, 1987.
2: Uh, I'll never forget that the uh, Hawaiian ballroom actually smelt of urine. Yes, it wasn't very nice. (laughs) Uh, And when, of course, we actually had the hurricane, which was on the very last week of our filming. Um, and uh, I, it was quite amazing. We had to, we had to suspend the filming and then get a Jenny, a generator in a Jenny, to so we can continue filming because it it really caught it very badly on that coast.
1: So it kept you busy for a long time. It must have had quite an impact on your on your personal life as well.
2: Um, I had one child actually when we started it because we did it for nine years, you know. And um, she was in infant school, but when it finished, she was ready to go to university. I mean, it was quite extraordinary that one should do a character, one character like that, for nine years. But I never got tired of her. She was lovely to do Gladys Pugh.
1: The wonderful Ruth Maddock there, talking to me just a couple of years ago about her time on Heidi High. Ruth Maddock
0: was speaking to Ashley Byrne for Distinct Nostalgia back in 2021. Distinct Nostalgia, more than a podcast. Distinct Nostalgia is produced by MIM. And if you like what we do, then please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every penny helps us to make even more amazing content just for you. Go to distinctnostalgia.com and click on the Donate button. Thank you. On Distinct Nostalgia, this Christmas... We're back in fictional Fulchester as we celebrate the 50th birthday of Crown Court with a special documentary. We all had such a good laugh, it was lovely, but it was very serious. The jury are picked off the street on the day. (laughs) I must have done it too well because they thought I was real. You didn't know what the outcome was going to be because, you know, so they were ready to film two different endings, whatever the jury decision was. It was great, it was edgy. As ITV plans to pay tribute to our Nolly, we've an exclusive as we hear the very last interview with Crossroads creator Hazel Adair.
2: I had the feeling that a motel was something that not many people knew about but was really popular in America, of course. And things that are popular in America catch on over here. So I thought, well, let's try that.
0: We're remembering Ruth Maddock with an interview never heard before on her memories of Heidi High.
2: And this camp... Goodness knows when it was built. It was dreadful. In fact, it was so awful that the BBC, to actually film, used to put tart it up. And the chalets weren't very good, believe you me. They were dreadful.
0: <laughs> There's new and original comedy drama with our latest Generation Games episode. Emmerdale legend Gene Rogers stars in Wrong Side Out by Janice Fryett.
2: I once jumped some lights. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago now, and I just nipped through because I was late for my hair appointment. Got stopped by a handsome young copper. But I did what I've always done smiled and fluttered my eyelashes. I never go out without mascara. In fact, I never go out without full makeup and my favourite perfume.
0: And the Distinct Nostalgia Mind of the Month quiz is back as we enter the new year. Dermot Morgan played who? Did he play Father Ted Criley, Father Ted Crilly, or Father Ted Crowley? I'm surprised there's not um, Father Ted Curley in there, which the uh, author keeps getting his, uh, his name wrong in one of the episodes, uh, but it's Father Ted Crilly. It is, yes. All to come on Distinct Nostalgia this Christmas. Distinct Nostalgia, more than a podcast.